0: I to put some food for thought out there I want to get your guys' opinion on it but you know I keep hearing about um, tenants that you know that don't want to pay rent or tenants that you know that think that they they are owed rent or whatever and and I want to take the politics out of it I just want to kind of think this through for a minute I read something today particularly focused uh, on the Northwest on Seattle and Portland and uh, the Boise market and and Salt Lake and those areas, but it it showed that we had less than four and a half percent vacancy at the worst. A lot of areas in Seattle were three and a quarter percent, trending up to maybe four percent. But I just wanted to ask some questions that I don't think anybody's really thinking through on this um, resist the rent comment. This organization uh, type, this unionization, I guess, so you will. Of the tenants. And while I, I want you to think this through, I want you to kind of put into play what we know about the laws. I do understand that if tenants don't pay rent, it's going to put a lot of landlords in a really tough spot. And I think that a lot of landlords are going to have a, a situation where they're going to have to be having a conversation with their lender. And I think that that conversation, uh, like the, like we as landlords would like the tenant to start early, I think that that is going to be a good conversation to have uh, with the lender as early as possible. Let's just say that you've got a 50 unit complex and that that your tenants happen to unite and they decide they don't want to pay rent and you've got 50% of them that just say, we're not paying rent. So you're not able to pay your full mortgage payment. I would advise you the same as I've advised the tenants to pay your share. If you only get three quarters of your payment, I would pay three quarters of your payment because it's going to be very easy to understand. But the other side that the tenants don't understand is that we all understand that evictions are on hold right now, but when that fires back up, they are going to be ejected into a marketplace that has uh, less than 5% vacancy. I think if if people are thinking this through and people are understanding what that means, that means that there's a lot of people looking for places. There's a lot of other things that are going on out there that are going to put additional pressures on Uh, inventory and uh, as we've seen things get stalled out things projects that we're starting not get started uh, we're gonna see you know things are gonna go fine here for a little bit wrapping up but we're gonna start to see product not come on the market that was supposed to be done or going to be delayed because of coronavirus and so I think temporarily you're gonna see that market dry up you're gonna see that constraint get a little tighter on what is available and so now, all of a sudden, you've got uh, an angry mob that is—they're going to—you know—they're going to show you the landlord, and, and they're going to move out, or they're they're not going to pay. And then once this coronavirus thing has sorted itself out, you are going to evict them because they, well, they they were just defiant. They didn't come to you. They didn't try and work anything out. They're going to be they're going to be evicted into a tighter market than it was because there's going to be a lot of them all of a sudden looking along with the 5% that are uh, or the, uh, trying to find h- houses now, not 5%, but but the other people that are. And I think what's going to happen if you really think this through and you really apply logic to it, when you look at your loan documents and you read through them, you know, the bank doesn't step in right away and, and um, seize your property. You know, in a typical situation, you have... You have a a period of of about four months uh, that that the bank has that they're going to be coming to you and they're going to be saying, hey, you need to get this cleared up. You need to get this squared away. You need to do your part. You need to make this current. There's going to be some workable things that are going to happen there. But after that, the bank is going to come to you and they're going to say, excuse me, sir, um, we're giving you notice that you have 90 days to cure the $5,000 or the $10,000 or the $100,000 that you owe us that you didn't pay us. And if you don't, then we're going to to start the foreclosure process. So that's about seven months. That's about seven months that you can work through this, that you're going to be able to figure out what your tenants are doing. You're going to be able to move those on that, that don't want to pay. You're going to be able to get new tenants in that do want to pay. And so the reality is at the end of the day, the landlord has 9 to 12 months because once they once they tell you that they're they are going to foreclose on your property that process is going to take them 120 days because they have to post it they have to go through that process to have the auction and if you want to look at those particular details that is in your loan and deed of trust document so you can read through those while you have time but you are most landlords are on a 12 to 15 month cycle from now from their late payment until they are going to have a situation that's going to put them in in true danger of losing their property and so while i know that a lot of a lot of people rely on that income for uh to pay their bills and to eat and to to do those things i i understand that but what's going to happen is the landlord is going to have time the tenant may have free rent now and they may have free rent next month But they better be setting something aside because when that eviction uh, moratorium ends and they have been the kind of person that has really kind of thumbed their nose at the landlord, they're going to be the one that's going to find themselves in the street. They're going to be the ones that find themselves looking for a new place to live they're going to be joined with the normal traffic that would be out there they're going to be also joined with the suppressed traffic because nobody moved in in march uh, the second half of march and the first half of april so there's going to be some additional traffic they're competing and i think that when they finally realize that they're going to they're going to have an uh-oh moment i think you're going to see when rents snap up Uh, Or or when things kind of normalize, rents will snap up real quick because you're going to see higher pressures on what's truly available right now. And when that happens, you're going to be in a situation where there's going to be even less than they thought available for them when they come looking for it. I've advised all my tenants, let's play that game, let's make a deal and let's get something done and let's all know that we all have the peace of mind of a roof over our head and a commitment to make good on the agreements that we've signed. But for those landlords that find themselves in a situation where the tenant has said no and maybe it's one, maybe it's multiple, I'm here to tell you that you are in a long game. Okay, The bank is going to look at that, the bank is going to see that happen. It's just like if you remember back uh, when mortgages became available again in 12 and 13 and that. And there was people that had given up their houses in 2008 that had done a deed in lieu or cash for keys or whatever else they called it. They had given the house back to the bank. Now they're in a situation where they could buy a house again. And they had they had the opportunity to explain that. And so, you know, what a lot of landlords also forget is. Just because you're looking for great credit and you want to be on the prowl for your next property, maybe you're going to be in a holding pattern for a little bit and maybe you're going to get a little black mark here or a little black mark there based on not being able to pay the full rent for a month or two because of what your tenants are doing. But I want to encourage you that that is going to be explainable. That is going to be uh, something that everybody's going to understand and being able to put that documentation together and, and, and show the bank that, you know what, I received $7,300 uh, of my normal 10000 I was not able to pay the full mortgage. Uh, and then once you've cleaned up that mess uh, with getting those tenants out and getting new tenants in and getting back to full strength and getting that paid back to the bank, then you're going to be able to to repair that delinquency on your credit because those stick around but not forever right? You can work with them to get those uh, the, those things uh, dealt with, letters written about them. But I, I'm really fearful, honestly, I'm really fearful for the tenants that thumb your nose at the landlord attitude, because I think that they're going to be joining an unusually large amount of traffic. They're going to be stuck with an, an, a bunch more people looking for the same product. And anybody that's going to be coming looking for that I think landlords are going to ask, who is your last landlord? And I want to contact him because we know that a lot of people that are going to be on the prowl looking for somewhere to stay now, looking for a lease now are going to be from that crowd. And so having had that experience or having watched you or having knowledge that you did that to the last landlord and now looking at it, that you're moving into my place. I don't know that that's somebody I want in there. So Guys, I would encourage you, I really would encourage you to pay attention to your tenants, work with them if you can. But tenants, tenants, I really encourage you to pay what you can. Approach your landlord. He wants you to succeed. You are a part of his success and he is part of your uh, your housing problem uh, that, that, that he can help you fix. So guys, let's work together on this. Let's come up with solutions, Um, let's not just say, I don't want to pay, let's pay what we can. Let's take care of what we can because we're going to get through this. This is not going to be the end of the game. And just because you have a 35 or 45 or 60 day late on your credit doesn't mean they're taking your apartment complex away or your duplex away or your house away. So guys, let's apply some logic to this. Let's think this through as a landlord, understand that you have a long game. As a tenant, understand that you also have a long game and you're not going to want every landlord in town to see that you got an eviction during this particular period of time because everybody will understand why. And it will be as evident as Rudolph's nose on that poor reindeer's face. So guys, it's Shannon Robnett with the Real Estate Rundown. Be well, stay well, don't stress out and understand that a forbearance on your tenant's part is a good thing for you, and a forbearance maybe what's coming for you from your bank, where you can kind of add that onto the payment and move forward. So, guys, I'm looking forward to seeing us through this. I'm looking forward to uh, getting out of of uh, our houses and doing our thing again, and I look forward to the real estate market going strong because it will it will pick up, it will keep going. So, Shannon Robnett with the Real Estate Rundown, guys. Thanks so much for your time. We'll talk to you soon.